the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Good day. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We're getting ever so closer to the elections. Good thing, bad thing. Um, I think some people are thinking there's some chances for some surprises. Um, so I think that'll... Nothing else will be interesting. <laughs> so just to get it over with, right? Uh, Elon Musk came out with a pretty cool showing of some of the new tiles that he's going to be putting solar tiles on houses. He's really pushing a vision of get the tiles, the solar tiles, get the power wall, and have a Tesla, and you'll help the world. And uh, he showed that off at somewhere down near Hollywood. I want to see Universal Studios or something like that. Uh, basically, it was a test house. And the tiles look pretty. I mean, they do. Uh, if it increases the value of your house, I would consider it. My neighbor recently did solar, and they're hideously ugly tiles. So, I think uh, it's worthy of note. So, Apple's $5 billion space campus is getting really close to completion. They've updated the construction schedule. The end date for the building construction is now in the first quarter of 2017. Landscaping and site work is expected to drag in the second quarter. It's a pretty building. A lot of people have flown drones over it, and uh, it's not quite ready to move in yet, but it's going to be quite the office building. So, And a lot of people would compare it maybe to Rome. You know, Apple is doing what Rome had to do, kind of gladiator fight slash, look how pretty our offices are. I heard someone talk about Apple. They've got enough money at this point in time, and this office building is going to cost about $5 billion dollars. But they've got enough money to buy every team in the NFL. Major League Baseball. And the NBA. Now, I don't know if it's all three of those are true. But it's close. 
And that really makes you go, whoa, that's a lot of money. So there's an argument right now that Apple should buy Netflix. I own shares of Apple, by the way. A new Apple TV app that brings all your shows and movies together in one place. It serves your recommendations. They showed that as like, hey, this is what we're working on in TV. It's an app. Apple thinks that apps are the future of TV and that eventually you'll have separate subscriptions to Netflix, HBO, Showtime, Hulu, and so on. Maybe you already do. In that world, it's annoying to have to navigate through a bunch of different interfaces and menus. So Apple's come up with a new app called TV. And it helps you pull everything in from all of your various services. So, pretty cool. There's a problem, though, with this vision. Netflix and Amazon don't seem to be on board. Neither company so far will be part of Apple's new TV app. Netflix, which told Business Insider in a report that it was still evaluating the opportunity, is a pretty big blow. Because Apple has a direct relationship with its customers that it considers valuable, and it doesn't want to give that up. And the problem for Apple is that without Netflix, the TV app isn't compelling because everyone's using Netflix. If you want to unify, you need Netflix. So Apple's going to eventually have to go for ownership of Netflix. And if they can buy every team in the NFL, they could certainly buy Netflix. And maybe they'll just have to say, you know what, we're going to suck it up. We're going to pay too much money for it. Um, developing that service, it's, it would be pricey. So when that service is already out there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. I want to kind of stay with a little bit of tech here. And Google's new phone, will it be positive or negative? Entering the hardware business again is nothing unusual for Alphabet or Google. Unlike its previous Nexus smartphones, where most manufacturing was done by others, um, and the marketing was carried out by third parties, the Pixel phone that they just introduced is completely Google's own creation. So will it hit or will it miss? Um, Asset builders, you could look at companies like Ford, Marriott, FedEx, um, and start studying what's considered an asset builder from design to development to branding and marketing, Google's behind it all, so they're kind of an asset-intensive um, side of the business that they've never really had before. So to give you some idea, why is Google copying Samsung, HTC, and Huawei to compete with Apple directly? Well, back in 1995, Intel announced it was entering motherboard manufacturing. A motherboard is essentially an oversized electric circuit board laid inside of a desktop PC, kind of a physical foundation of the machine that you plug parts into. And ever since the 1980s, Intel has concentrated its resources in advancing microprocessors, leaving the manufacturers to basically dominate the low-margin sector of the boards. At the time, Intel had successfully brought forth Pentium processors. Do you remember the 286, the 386, the 486, the Pentiums? Um, it was quite quite lovely. Um, and those came out of the 8486 and the 8386s. That's as far back as I go. And if anyone wants to go further back, you're on your own. Um, so people weren't really seeing the, the value of some of these semiconductors until Intel went into marketing them. And Intel went 
into marketing them because they said, you know, we're going to make the motherboards and we're going to show you the difference between us and them. Um, then HP Gateway and Dell quickly, you know, jumped on board as they saw Intel was creating a new competition in order to push the industry forward. So will Google be able to create new competition to push the industry forward? Um, a lot of people don't think that Google has it in them. They don't have it in their DNA to be an asset builder. Um, we'll see. Uh, you know, I think it's a little bit early at this point in time. They've got a lot of uh, nice things like Google Docs and Gmail, Google Photos, Google Calendar, YouTube. So the more people that use their services, the more powerful their assistant that they're building into it will be. And everyone's focused on the assistant, whether it be Cortana, Siri, or Ask, uh, or Hey Google, I guess is what they're calling it, sort of. Um, if history is a guide, though, a lot of the hardware battle will be short-lived. Google's priority is really to only advance the paradigm and not wi- and not beat Apple. So, one consumer demand is established if they can get you to start talking to your phone, and then Apple will follow suit. And then, when you're, what you're asking Apple users to do is watch a lot of YouTube. So, um, I don't think the point is for Google to beat Apple with the Pixel phone. I think it's to advance the paradigm. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. I was studying how much it would cost to build a Death Star, just in case I wanted to do a weekend project. It's about $15.6 septillion, which I can get over. But the problem would be getting all the iron ore out of the earth and into space. And I can't wrap my head around that. And that's just for an empty Death Star. you got to put curtains in it. You gotta put a computer in it. You gotta put a a, 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 a Death Star. You have to needs a beam, right? A, a destruction beam. That stuff's not cheap. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. So, a couple Chicago bars... I won't even get in. Well, let's get into World Series tickets. You might be able to snag a ticket now for about $1,500. Um, some of the games were 2000 Some of the uh, and above was the average. 
some of the tickets went as high as $6,000. I saw some people trying to ask for ridiculous prices, like $50,000, but they probably didn't end up getting those, right? So StubHub is a big winner in all this kind of stupidity. Um, I told you last year when the Sharks went to the Stanley Cup, Pittsburgh had already lined themselves up to go to the Stanley Cup. They had won their series earlier, and it wasn't until a little bit later that the Sharks clinched and got to go punch their ticket as well. So their tickets went on sale in Pittsburgh before they did in San Jose. So I went ahead and picked up some tickets knowing that I can sell them to fans on StubHub. I bought them from the Pittsburgh website through Ticketmaster, and I sold them through StubHub, and I made enough money to fund a retirement account, $2,000 plus. Um, I find it egregious. Like I'm looking right now for a Game 7. There's tickets uh, starting at $1,100 for Game 7. Uh, who has that kind of money? I see. Let's see. Um, let's hit price. Okay, best seats. Forty-eight hundred dollars, five thousand, fifty-nine hundred dollars for one ticket. Fifty-nine hundred dollars one ticket. Fifty-five hundred dollars for uh, one. Uh, here's a diamond box uh, where you get fifteen thousand dollars for a ticket. Uh, I don't get it. I, I just. I'm sorry. I just don't get it. There's some people who believe that we've hit peak sports in the United States, and peak sports um, scares the heck out of Disney. And some peak sports thoughts are ratings for football, NFL, are down 10-plus percent. If you look at the College Bowl series, they're down year over year. If you take a look at other big events like the hockey uh, New Year's Day outdoor game, it's down, but NHL's also down across the board. So peak sports would be bad, peak sports viewing, if you want to own Disney or if you want to own potentially Nike, who sells a lot of jerseys. Um, so it's a big question right now. And I kind of feel that millennials have are starting to reshape some industries, one of them including sports. So, and I start this segment of the story by talking about how much people are willing to pay for tickets to a World Series game. Like I said, some of them are going for $7,000 each, and that's on the club level. That's a 300 level. Club level is nice, right? Uh, but it's not that nice. You know, maybe club has some glass windows or something. To, not glass windows, but plastic windows to keep the cold out in Cleveland, but I'll let you decide. <laughs> when you hit the best value, the first ticket that comes up is $4,000. So I, I feel we've hit kind of peak sports, and I'm seeing more and more people cut cable uh, because of it, and uh, that's not good. Do you remember growing up, you're like, oh, I'd play football for that. And that guy makes $600,000 a year. I'd play it for that, and in reality, you want it, because you'd probably be dead um, but now you're seeing how much players make and it's more and more and more and more and uh, when peak viewership hits and they start to drop in ratings salaries will follow behind down the road so Cub fans oh and this is the one that just threw me there's uh, a, a bar called Stretch Stretch Bar and Grill they're charging 
$1,500 for a cover charge to get into a to get into a bar. Um, some bars are charging for a 20-person couch $2,000. Um, one is the HVAC pub. It's charging $250 to get in, but you get unlimited pizza, wings, beer, and wine and cocktails. It doesn't guarantee seating. The table is an extra $1,000 to watch a game in a bar. Do you have that kind of money? I kind of hope that you do. But at the same time, it's kind of scary. Um, I think one thing that we're going to learn this year is that we're starting to stretch our economic run. So for 2017, I think you'll start seeing like the housing market cool off, but you'll see it starting to cool off in different ways. You'll see fewer homeowners planning to renovate. And then you'll see fewer home sales. And then you'll see prices drop as people don't want their home sitting on the market for too long. Um, and I feel that. So Macy's has a big opportunity um, this holiday season. Investors seem to have forgotten just how bad Christmas is for Macy's. As Amazon really seems to be the winner. But Amazon reported numbers that weren't good last week. They weren't great. And that stock fell, creating an opportunity, in my opinion, to be a long-term investor. I like it when stocks kind of have a, a bigger down day than the market. Uh, if I'm not going with Amazon as investment, I'm probably not going to go with Macy's, even though they're shutting down a lot of stores, and that's probably good for the stock. But I still like companies like TJ Maxx, where they're off-price competitors. Um we're going through the millennials who aren't watching as much sports. We're culturally shifting towards spending on experiences over physical goods. So TJ Maxx is best positioned to, to weather that. But again, if you really wanted to go Macy's, I'm not going to be offended by that. Um, reading some reports, and this tells me that you should get uh, in some investments, in, potentially in cybersecurity. The next president, I saw a report today that said they're going to face a cyber crisis within 100 days. I'm like, okay, that's an interesting concept. And I don't think it goes away. I think we've seen this election. We've seen what appears to be Russian hackers leaking documents and emails. So history grades a president's first 100 days as a mark of how their four-year term will unfold. So those times are incredibly precarious as other hostile nations really want to try to try to taint that president, try to taint the Americans. Chinese government hacking is going to continue. I think you should look at a, a cybersecurity stock as maybe a crazy concept in your investments. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing more. You can find me online at robblackshow.com.
Call Rob Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Markets got a little tripped up on Friday, tied towards the the headline palooza, the headline bonanza that covers the political, economic, and corporate worlds. Uh, depending on your position, the headlines were either good or bad. A lot of the focus on Friday was the FBI was probing a batch of newly discovered emails sent by Miss Clinton from her private server while she was serving as Secretary of State. The news triggered a knee-jerk reaction, and what was starting as a positive day turned negative. Is it a black swan event heading into the next presidential election coming up next week? A lot of uncertainty on it. Um, oil prices were down, and that pulls uh, big oil companies lower. Uh, so that was kind of a, a hit to the market as well. A lot of merging acqu- acquisitions this year. Lots of mergers and acquisitions. GE combining its oil and gas business with Baker Hughes. CenturyLink acquiring Level 3 Communications in a cash stock deal with an enterprise value of approximately $34 billion. Some buy-the-dip interest is percolating with last week's ba- uh, breach of technical support. So anytime the market has gone down, essentially in the last seven or eight years, the mar- we found reasons to buy it. Um, so it hasn't turned into a bear market because we find reasons to buy it. This week we get the Bank of Japan, the ECB, and the Federal Reserve of the United States all talking. Not to each other, but talking and coming out with press releases to the markets. You get Facebook's earnings and you get the employment situation update for October on the Friday. So this is a big, 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 big week. Plus you get the spooky holiday that is October's very best Halloween. Thus, tomorrow we get to turn the page and see, oh my, it's November. And now we march to Thanksgiving and then we run to Christmas. So, we got that out there. There was some data today on personal income. Um, it was okay. So, you start with some of the, in the economic reports out of Asia, because... We wake up here on the west coast of California, <clears throat> and we're still we're working off economic reports from New York for sure. But to be a good investor, you first take a look at Asia, <clears throat> and you saw lackluster industrial production. That's not good. That's a nation that consu- uh, that produces things. Then you saw weaker than expected retail sales out of Germany. That's not good. That's the uh, third strongest economy. You saw a mostly in-line personal income and spending report out of the United States. Let's talk about that first. Just uno momento. That's Spanish, you know, for one moment. So we saw a three-tenths of a percent increase in personal income, a half of one percent increase in personal spending, and a one-tenth percent increase in the core price index. We saw the income and spending data already when we saw the advanced estimate for GDP on Friday. The PCE, the price index, um, is tied towards inflation. And basically it says 
the Fed's probably going to raise interest rates. The PCE price index was up two tenths of a percent month over month, and it's up 1.2% year over year, which was up from the 1% year over year in August. So the trend on a year over year basis isn't great, but on a month to month basis, it's starting to accelerate. The Fed kind of wants inflation somewhere around 2%. So year over year, the price index is up about 1.7%. So we're getting there. We are certainly getting there for sure. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The FBI is going to investigate some 650,000 emails found on disgraced former Congressman Anthony Weiner's laptop that may be relevant to a probe into Hillary Clinton's private email server. Um, this is this has made the election season, which was bizarre in the first place. We now live in a super bizarro world. Uh, I don't think an author could have written this. You know, uh, Tom Clancy or whoever writes those political thrillers. I don't see it. Uh, the Justice Department's outraged. Of course, the Justice Department works for Hillary Clinton or works for um, a Democrat president right now, Barack Obama. Um, the punchlines for the late night comedians are just, you know, running rampant. They're, they're loving this. So the perception right now is that the FBI had not obtained a separate warrant, but then they do get the warrant. There's no evidence of criminal wrongdoing, but, you know, when you delete 30,000 emails from your server that you say were personal in nature before handing them over, and emails start popping up that may or may not have been some of those deleted ones, it could be kind of an interesting couple of weeks, especially if nothing comes out of it in the next 10 days, and let's say Hillary Clinton gets elected, then... Uh, the FBI's works for her, <laughs> so, and that would make things kind of awkward. But I saw something that was kind of disgraceful. She will be the most investigated president of all time if she gets into office. Like the investigations aren't going to go away. Um. <laughs> the story will there be a smoking gun? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. The one thing I want you to do is don't be shy. College savings plans. Uh, I was reading this weekend, and I think if you have a kid, you kind of owe it to him to hopefully send him to college. Um, I know that sounds like I'm putting my own personal stamp on what you do with your life. I'm just saying that I think it gets very, very difficult out in the business world as more and more things become automated. Um, you know, when I was growing up, I didn't work at McDonald's, but I don't think 20 years from now there's going to be a lot of workers at McDonald's. I think there's going to be a lot of kiosks and a lot of robots making stuff. Same thing with a lot of, you know, jobs. They're just going, they're being automated. You know, I never was a taxi cab driver. I never was an Uber or Lyft driver, but I could see both of those going away if we get into automated vehicles. Probably not completely going away, but I could see the fewer jobs, right? Is that fair to say, fewer jobs? Um, Amazon is wrecking the retail world pretty aggressively. So over the weekend, uh, I was studying up on college planning. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, you know, saving for your kid's 529 college plan. I think it's a great idea. There's a great website called savingforcollege.com. Uh, 
it's got a web, it's uh, got a calculator that tracks and rates 529 plans to determine how much a plan's state tax deduction or credit is worth to you. State tax breaks can also change. For example, North Carolina ended its state tax deduction for 529 contributions in 2014. So that changed. Beyond the tax benefits that you get with a 529 plan is you put money into it post-tax. So you've already paid tax on it. But then the money grows capital tax-free, and it comes out if you use it for qualified education expense as you don't pay any taxes on it. So no income taxes on it. That's great. Um, it's a way for wealthy people to save for their kids. I prefer that you save for your own 401k, 403b, or 457 plan first, max that out, and then if you have extra money, you can start throwing it towards 529 plans and you know extra savings plans, but that's also after you get an emergency plan. So one thing that came out of doing research on 529 plans, just, just updating my research, kind of like continuing education, is that direct sold 529 plans generally have lower investment fees than one sold by an advisor. I've got a friend who she had an advisor because her husband had an advisor who he passed away, but she stayed with that advisor at Merrill Lynch. And he put her kids in a 529 plan that charges over 1% in fees. Had she done it herself, it would have been fractions of fees. So be careful when you work with someone. Over the weekend, I went to a party where a friend of mine turned 70 years old. A neighbor of mine turned 70 years old. She's a lovely, lovely woman. But I was talking to her husband, and she's always had her money with a said advisor from Ameriprise. And I wouldn't put Darth Vader's money with Ameriprise. I wouldn't put um, Jack the Ripper's money with Ameriprise. I wouldn't put... Do you, know what, do you see what I'm trying to say? I wouldn't put that creepy French guy who hit on my first wife. He was creepy. So he was for father's age, and he was sending her photos that he shouldn't be sending her. Um, I wouldn't put his money in. I wouldn't put my worst enemies in. And I don't have a lot of enemies. I've come to the conclusion in the last five years, my life is really good, and I'm not that stressed. Um, so I don't have a lot of enemies. Um, I don't know. So when you open up a 529 plan, learn about it at savingforcollege.com. But then do it yourself. Call Fidelity. Call TD Ameritrade. Um, call, call Vanguard and say, hey, I'm a parent. I want to open a 529 plan. And probably choose Nevada or Utah. Um, they're very good plans. And your kid doesn't have to go to Nevada or Utah. It's just kind of a, a naming thing. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
I'm Rob Black talking investing and much, much more. Thanks for listening to the show. I do appreciate it, and I can't say that ever. I mean, not even close to enough. Um, One of the things I don't do on this show is I don't give out a lot of market numbers. Even though it could be a market-driven show, I don't try to do that because I don't want you to get in that mindset. I think that will hurt you more so than help you. The market's opened higher today, but have gone lower. Um, Consumer spending rebounded in September. Citigroup said something today that's worthy of talking about so that you don't get surprised. Um, Citigroup, or Citibank, he talks a little bit about a black swan event. And what is the black swan event? It could be something that could throw the election off, is the thought. The unexpected announcement that the FBI would review further emails from Hillary Clinton in connection with its investigation previous tied towards her could create what's called an October surprise. And uh, October surprises aren't unusual, but uh, Citibank saying, you know, we're warning you, this could be the risk of a black swan event are high. Now, for Hillary Clinton's <coughs> luck or timing or situation, I don't know what you may want to call it, 20 million Americans have already voted uh, via mail-in. So this news comes after that likely would have been affected. So if anything comes out between now and Election Day, those votes are still in. So a Citibank analyst pointed to tremors that hit the markets in the wake of the bombshell. And the bank states that the news has pushed prediction market odds betting on a Clinton win from 81% to 75%. So that's still pretty good, right? Even prior to the announcement, though, Clinton's lead over Republican candidate Donald Trump had shrunk in the most recent week of polling, which is shocking because he's probably said some of the most flagrant statements that, that polarize and piss off a lot of people. Um, it typically takes a week for the effect of new developments to be picked up in polls, so it's tough to say if you know that 75% probability is even lower that she wins. So... No one really expects her supporters to switch their votes, partly due to a significant amount of early voting. Um, The city analyst warns that the most concrete impact of the FBI announcement will likely be upon turnout. And the research finishes on a sobering note, reminding readers that once the election results are counted, the problems may only just be beginning. A Democratic win could see Trump honor his threat to disregard the result, as well as risk the ongoing investigations and looming specter of future impeachment risk for Clinton a risk that the analyst says it's non-negligible. Um, so could we have two President Clintons being impeached? Maybe. Maybe. Um, for poops and giggles, I looked up um, some of the salaries that people made on the original Star Wars. And... Uh, Obviously, it's Halloween. You should tune into Cron 4 today at 9.15 to see what I have cooking. Uh, but Chewbacca, he was originally paid $450 per week for 12 weeks. So, do the math there. He made $5,400.
James Earl Jones, who was the voice of Darth Vader, he was originally paid approximately somewhere between 5000 7500 to voice over Darth Vader in the original Star Wars. So, James Earl Jones, who's the boss? Anthony Daniels, who no one knows who he is, made more than Darth Vader. He was paid 7500 Oops, hold on. How much? So, uh, he was paid $180,000 uh, for the original Star Wars. Now, by the time the, the new movie, The Force Awakens, came out, his salary went up to 500000 But he didn't even use his voice. Um, yes, there was an actor inside R2-D2. Um, he made $7,800 in the original Star Wars. In The Force Awakens, as just a cameo, R2-D2. I know you're saying, there was, a, there was an actor in that? Yes, as, as a small cameo part, he made $500,000. Okay, I'm not going to stick on the whole Star Wars theme forever and ever, but it does go to show you that your career is super important. And you should try to line yourself up um, that way. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Uh, We do have a busy week of a lot of economic activity. And we're starting to turn the page to, well, the end of the year is coming, so I'm not going to care as much. Um, I met a couple this weekend who are going to take their kids skiing in Tahoe every weekend for three months this year. Holy shnikes. I'm like, that kid's either going to love skiing or hate skiing, but that's kind of an East Coast mentality. When you grow up in Massachusetts and, you know, the the Northeast, um, you know, you're 30 minutes from skiing. Not good skiing, but you're 30 minutes from skiing. Whereas... In the Bay Area, you're four hours from it, so that's a little bit more of a a job, <laughs> driving to and fro over three months. Oh, and they're only going on weekends. Anyway, CenturyLink is going to acquire Level 3 for roughly $25 billion. GE is joining oil and gas operations with uh, Baker Hughes. Earnings reporting season is rolling on. OPEC has failed to submit output deals over the weekend. So they said they're going to cut production, but now that they're actually starting, well, I thought you were going to cut production. No, no, Saudi Arabia, I thought you were going to cut production. So that's hurting uh, oil prices today. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. If you're all alone, pick up the phone and call. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.